Well, deadline day has arrived for Wales. For the Welsh rugby team, will they be playing England in the Six Nations match in Cardiff this weekend? The man to explain everything to us, Simon Thomas, Welsh rugby writer. Morning, Simon. Good morning. How are you? Very well, thank you. This is a big story. Will Wales be playing England? Yes, it is a big story. I've been doing this job for over 30 years now, and... uh... I thought I'd seen everything, but this one is right up there. It's an extraordinary state of affairs, but it's not something that's happened overnight. I think that's the first thing to say, really. This is something that's been brewing for a number of months now. In simple terms, the background is there's been an ongoing discussion, negotiation going on between the Welsh Rugby Union, the governing body, and the four regions, that's Cardiff, Ospreys, Scarlets and the Dragons, about the financial settlement, not just for next year, but for the next six years, an attempt to put a long-term funding and payment package in place. But those negotiations have dragged on for months and months and months without you know, a final resolution. In the midst of that, the, the chief executive of the Welsh Union has stood down, so you have a new, new sort of uh, regime at the top. And... As the situation has just gone on week after week after week, the players are the ones who kind of found themselves in limbo because without a settlement in place, the regions haven't been able to offer new deals to out-of-contract players. You're talking, you know, 60, 70 players who don't know if they have employment next season. And I think the players have just come to the conclusion, the feeling that enough is enough. They've been left hanging on for so long, so much uncertainty and so much stress. And, you know, if you're going to take action, strike action, industrial action, then you do it at the time when it gets the most publicity, has the biggest impact. And it's really come to a head prior to this game against England, which might or might not go ahead on Saturday. Do we have we heard any more? I mean, they've been in meetings all day uh, in Wales, haven't they? Have you heard anything? Um, we're waiting for the white smoke. I mean, I think it's um, the, the thing to, to say is there's kind of been three key issues that players are, are concerned over. Um, one is the 60 cap rule by which uh, unless you have 60 claps to your name, you go and play outside of Wales, you're not able to play for Wales. Now, you know, that, that's divided opinion over the year. I mean, but my view, I was quite supportive of it because I saw the importance of having players based in Wales in terms of preparation and the region, but always felt that if you're going to ask for that kind of loyalty, you've got to be able to reward it financially to a competitive degree. Now, with playing budgets and contract offers coming down significantly next season because of the the financial issues, you're asking the players then to accept lower wages here than they could significantly so they could in other countries. You know, to, for the sake, you know, to play for their country, it's a huge amount to ask. The players feel it's unfair, really. So they look for that 60 cap rule to be amended, and there is talk of of that happening, maybe coming down to 25 or 30 caps. So you can see progress and movement there. Another one is the fact that they want representation of the players on the PRB, the Professional Rugby Board, which kind of oversees the, the pro game. I think there will be movement there. The one that seems to have been the big st- sticking point is the nature of the new contracts that are are set to be proposed, put on the table for the players. Um, and under those, in addition to the actual final salary, you know, the amount being offered being reduced, there's also an aspect to it where only 80% of it were guaranteed. 
and the other 20% will be kind of bonus and appearance related, which obviously, you know, is, is difficult in that sport where you get injuries and then things are uncertain. And we, we hear there may be some movement on that where, where players may be offered either that form of contract or a fixed amount. So there's movement going on. And these are the things that, again, are coming to a head with this meeting. Lots of detail there. So you can imagine all the players in front of the WRU, you know, uh, top brass, lots to thrash out and the clock is ticking fast. I would I would have thought that the other unions in the Six Nations, the likes of England and Scotland and Ireland, do they have uh, similar contracts? Um, it's, we're a real kind of mixture in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, if you look at the situation now in New Zealand, where essentially, as I understand it, it's, you know, central contracts, mm. everything sort of gears towards the New Zealand Rugby Union and moves down from there. Very similar in Ireland. The professional teams in Ireland are owned by the Irish Rugby Union. Players are contracted by the, effectively by the Irish Rugby Union. Then in England, you have a very different situation where it's complete independence. The clubs are all independent and they get payments from the English Rugby Football Union for the release of international players. In Wales, we have, a, as it always seems to be in Wales, we have a kind of a hybrid where three of our professional teams are independent and one of them, the Dragons, is owned by the WRU. So it gets complicated to start with. Um, but essentially, it's the same principle in that the, the Wales, uh, Welsh regions release players um, to Warren Gatland currently, as has been for most of the last 20, 15 years, for extra training time. And they get payments in respect to that from the Welsh Rugby Union. A lot of the dispute has been about what level those payments should be. And that's why it's dragged on and on and on. And we are where we are now with... with you know, a huge amount of uncertainty. Um, and you can imagine, you know, it's not just the fact that, that the game might not go ahead in terms of rugby perspective, but, you know, it's a massive financial day for the Welsh Rugby Union, about £9 million, big financial day for the city of Cardiff. So there's a heck of a lot on the line, but you can, you can certainly understand why the players have, have done what they have because they really have been left in limbo with so much uncertainty facing them. And they've just decided, as I said before, that enough is enough. They've had enough. And I get the feeling this has taken the new coach, Warren Gatland, uh, by surprise. He was, I believe, unaware of the severity of the issue when he decided to return to Wales. Yeah, it hasn't exactly been a dream return for <laughs> Warren. There was a, he suffered his record home defeat as a Wales coach against Ireland in the opening fixture of the Six Nations. Then he oversaw Wales' heaviest ever defeat any time to Scotland in the second Six Nations match. Now he doesn't even know if he's going to have a team for the third match. So, yeah, it's probably not exactly what he signed up. I shouldn't laugh. You know, it's a, it's hard to explain what it is like here at the moment. It's like the whole country has been on tenterhooks this week, really. And uh, it is such a serious issue because it's not just this one game, but it's the future of the professional game in Wales that we're talking about here. And, you know, there's a feeling that it's kind of been hovering and, and rocking on a precipice for a while. And now we have really reached that point where something has to be resolved. And we, Or then again, you might just find out they come up with a compromise for a few months. You never know. But, uh, yeah, it's to be a fly on the wall, as they say, in the meeting as it goes ahead. Absolutely. Such a big game. Principality Stadium for uh, Wales and England. Simon, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. No problem. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. 
And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.